0: My name is Paulina, I study Graphic Design at Royal Academy of Art in The Hague and you are listening to a series of podcasts with currently enrolled students which aim to bring insights into the programs of different departments at our academy. Happy to have you with us and uh, yeah, let's go! So, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of In Conversation. Today, I'll be talking with two students from the fashion and textile department, uh, Sofia and Eva. And welcome. You can say hi. <laughs> hi. Oh. <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good okay. to hear you. I started conversation with a brief introduction uh, from the speakers. So it would be lovely if you could present yourself and tell me who are you? Where do you come from? What brought you to the Royal Academy of Art? Uh, I will start. Uh,
1: I am Eva. And I am from Lithuania. I am 21 years old. And I came to the Royal Academy of Arts because a friend of mine actually pushed me and told me that I have to be here. But of course, I had a really big desire to study textile design and just get into the field and understand how
2: everything works, so yeah. Yeah, my name is Sofia Uh I'm 22 years old, uh, I come from Sweden or Stockholm, Sweden and um, my mom was actually offered a job in the Hay uh, at IKEA, um, so my whole family moved here together um, and I knew I wanted to study fashion but I hadn't heard of the academy before, so it was actually a coincidence that I ended up here at this particular school?
0: I wanted to, um, in fashion department, I'm not from fashion department, so I'm here to ask you ab- questions about your department in particular. But as uh, I already know, uh, Yeva is from a textile specialization and Sofia is from fashion specialization. So could you maybe tell me a little bit more about wh- what does it mean? What is this division? So. Uh, as far as I get to
1: understand, that fashion is very based around the body and everything that concerns how the body looks, the shapes for the body. Whereas textiles, it can be the body as well, but it can be everything outside of it. It can be interior design, wallpapers, uh, carpets. So it's as broad as it can be. So it's, I think at least to me, much more
2: free than fashion design yeah um yeah the one big rule we have is that it has to relate to the body um otherwise it's not fashion which is also a conversation in itself but um (laughs) what is fashion (laughs) yeah what is fashion (laughs) uh but yeah you pretty much summarized it um so yeah we work more with with shape and volume and we still do samples and textile research but it's very much focused on um yeah creating shape around the body and concepts um and uh, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's uh, i've been 4 years in uh, in the school already and it's the first time someone actually told me what is this clear division uh, between textile and fashion and I was always thinking about it um, when I was, you know, walking uh, by uh, your workshops. So that's uh, that's good to hear. And how about the classes? Uh, could you tell me what type of classes do you have, and how is your week? Like, how what is the structure of your week?
2: Well, um, we only have a few classes together, the fashion and textile, uh, and it's the theoretical classes. So we have fashion history or fashion and textile history and uh, um, fashion in context it's called which is uh, we're mainly discussing what's happening now in the industry and other important um, political environmental or social uh, social topics um, which I think is really important and interesting and then we also have model drawing
1: which is together, but um, at the moment I'm trying to make it a bit different for the textiles because it's, as a called model drawing, uh, it's always a model but I feel like for us it can be a bit more than just a person Mm -hmm. and always drawing the same person over and over again so I hope maybe there's gonna be a change in that but for me, uh, for only textile classes, uh, our main uh, class is textile design and then there are complementary like weaving, knitting, print and pattern making. Uh, then we have visual communication and also bioplastics, which is quite mm. an exciting class.
0: But is it something new or it's been already for a while?
1: It's been already there, but it's always like kind of changing. And it's like a very free class that you can do almost whatever you feel like doing. So it's it, it always quite exciting to
2: experiment during the class. We also have, of course, uh, our main uh, fashion design class and it's like uh, most of our other classes are connected to to our design class like it's uh, it's feeding that class like we do um illustration class and uh, technical drawing like in illustrator um and then we also have uh cloth 3D which uh the textiles also uh have yeah, but it's um, a bit
1: different for us because we're
2: on Yeah, it's again we use the <laughs> use the body and the textiles <laughs> are
1: Yeah, we're using shapes and just fabrics itself.
2: Yeah. And um that c- uh class is completely new for this semester actually. Um and it's again it's 3D
0: clothing. Yes, it's 3D Yeah, 3D. 3D. Um, okay, and uh,
2: and it's a very advanced program. Um Yeah, so basically
1: uh, you learn how to sew digital patterns and how you have to like literally sew every seam. You have to make like all the cuttings for it and yeah, you add what kind of fabric you want on it. It, It's nice, but also like it's quite a lot to understand Mm -hmm. how the program works.
2: Yeah, it can be a bit abstract, like the the sewing part especially.
1: I think for the development of like the industry itself to work more digitally as well as physically.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a great way to quickly check out if a pattern uh, looks nice or if it's working. Um, And you also save money by not having to make a lot of samples or sew twiles because you can just change, for example, a sleeve in a few minutes in the program without having to re-sew the Wow
0: it sounds uh, crazy to me like it's i've never heard about it before so so <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> that it's a new new thing but that's also nice i think it's always important to try try to find a balance between between like physical work but also digital work because the world is changing i mean we can't like you know pretend that yeah it, it's not but what is your w- do you have any favorite class i don't know maybe it's a um, it's a weird question but something you, you like in particular or you enjoy like the most
1: uh, at least for me I really enjoy the knitting class overall because I just enjoy using the knitting machine so it's always like a time for me to experiment a lot with it. all kinds of yarns and shapes and I think the nicest class but not really because of the subject but because of the teacher is the weaving and our teacher really gives us a lot of information about textiles and how you can dye them how you can apply different techniques and just really have fun Um, yeah so i i I feel like weaving is a fun class even if we're not always weaving at the moment
2: yeah i'm actually i love the the fashion class the most like the main subject because i don't know it's where you um come up with your ideas and concepts and then the other classes um, it's like tools to help you further execute your uh, your vision in the fashion class Um, but I also love tailoring which (laughs) uh, can be really challenging sometimes but I think it's interesting Um, it's very technical yeah
0: and how about the assignment? So if like we are with Sofia right now and we are in the fashion specialization, so could you maybe uh, describe one assignment you had? It can be this year, last year, a current assignment.
2: Um. Well, um yeah, last semester uh, we did a costume project um, that we finished uh, before Christmas. Um, and that was quite different because usually we don't, uh, we don't work uh, that historically because um, we try to touch on upon what's happening now, but uh, that was really a nice project, I think because uh, I love doing historical research, so that was a way for me to really uh, embrace that um, how do you say part of me or the my interests without having to be careful not to become too historical because then you could literally just dive into the whole research Um, (laughs) so yeah
0: so um, so as far as I understand you had to pick up a reference from the past
2: yeah you had to choose a traditional costume and uh, most people in my class chose something from their um, how do you say home country Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't really have a strong connection to the traditional Swedish folk costume because I'm from the city (laughs) so I actually chose um, an English riding costume from the 1830s um, like a women's riding Mm -hmm. habit costume it's called uh, which I thought was much more interesting for me because it's really important that you when you have a project that lasts for months you really have to be passionate about the subject and not just choose something randomly in the beginning because that will like trip you up yeah for what's to come like
0: yeah it can also burn you out i think like in the process of making because if you don't have fun on like spending your time on an assignment then at some point you're not interested exactly you just force yourself so that's that's not the point okay so you picked this uh, reference as a starting point and then you had to uh, as i assume make a collection
2: well on it you pick a costume but then you have to find an angle um like your own personal angle angle um to yes, spin it into more of a concept um so we we did not do like a replica of the costume Mm -hmm. which in previous years they actually did but then the head of our department changed it because he thought it was Right. Know, yeah. Not it working. Yeah. You know, Culturally
1: uh, appropriate. Yeah, and it was a bit
2: <laughs> l- of a gray area, maybe, <laughs> mm-hmm. or something. Um, so now, uh, yeah, we only did one garment, though. Um, ah, okay. So not a collection, mm-hmm. but one garment.
0: Right. Yeah, but kind of to me, also when I'm thinking about it, it, make more sense to try to find your own angle and like try to put it in a contemporary yeah. context
2: in a way. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an interpretation because yeah. we're not costume makers. Um, that's what uh, i thought was so nice about the assignment that you you pick a reference from history and then you spin it into this whole um contemporary tale
0: uh (laughs) 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 yeah but as i think it's also important like to talk about this politics behind you know that you have to be always aware of your choices and like where does it come from and how are you related maybe to this reference or like what does it mean to start with this reference and when it's actually where this reference is going to bring you further in your process and research, I have the feeling. So that's also nice to see the switch, you know, and trying to approach it in a new and interesting ways, at least for me personally, that's really yeah. nice. But how about in textile, for instance? So if you could, uh, yeah, Eva, maybe tell us a bit, like, exactly about assignments, like, what type of assignments you get there. We also had almost
1: the same assignment, but we had to choose... Uh, technique that we had to modernize in a way and it was yeah I, I think it was less of a gray area because techniques are far easier to explore and not appropriate them yeah. and yeah and the techniques that we actually all chose became completely different to the end results that we came to so for example i chose uh, south african tribes zulu beaded love letters mm-hmm And (laughs) I started working with growing seeds and printing uh, with the seeds and almost imitating them with like the beads and constructing my own uh, love letter that uh, comes from kind of coding uh, program type of feel. Mm -hmm. So it it completely became something else and I don't think you would really
0: see a uh, direct relation to where I started from. So you started from growing seeds, from something physical? Uh,
1: No, at the beginning I started with the beads because of the beaded technique, Ah, but then I came to the seeds, because Mm -hmm. seeds can also be used as beads, (laughs) sounds funny. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I just started sprouting them and coming up with ways. How can I incorporate uh, the sprouts and the seeds into textiles? And how can I glue them? How can
0: I make it more um, accessible to mm-hmm. everyone? All right. And could you maybe just, w- what is this technique about? Because I don't know, I've never heard about this before. So, I so don't know. in the tribe, in the uh, Zulu
1: tribe, mostly women create these beaded necklaces that Mm -hmm. show if a woman for example is married if she has children or uh, if she is widowed and those love letters can also be a gift to someone you love Mm -hmm. so like almost like an engagement gift or Mm -hmm. yeah and i try to almost like have that feeling if i could get my own love letter but of course i'm not from the tribe so
0: how my love letter would look like yeah Okay, now it's more clear. <laughs> wow, okay, I see that now. Uh, I had to uh, clarify no, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump and try to tackle um, what is this, uh, what is your uh, creative process and like what does it mean to you and if you could give an example because uh, process itself is a some sort of a turn, which is uh, very often occurs inside uh, our school and our academia. And we are very often during assignments or like midterms or like any form of assessments, we are asked, what was your process? And I know that from people outside, from the uh, outside of the school, it's a bit of a mysterious term. I remember me during my admissions, I got also asked uh, this question and I didn't know uh, what does it mean? <laughs> I just said I made it. <laughs> mm. So uh maybe we're just uh, talking to you Yeva uh, what what does it mean to you like with this creative process is it always different how how does it work for you i would say
1: at the beginning i also didn't really understand what this the creative process because yeah i just made something and that is it uh, but i think the the s- the study itself is kind of trying to form like a way of how to work and starting like with research and adding like steps of like colors, of experimenting with uh, different materials. So you kind of build almost like a preset uh, creative process they can follow, but you can always, I feel like every time I start a new project, I kind of change it a bit to see what fits best to me. And I still don't feel like I found the best creative process that I can fully always use. So it's always, yeah, it, it changes. But mm-hmm. I would say it starts with research, and you just try out, do experiments, mm-hmm. you do, you do,
0: and yeah, but for me that that is it. That's the the steps you take. Yeah, the steps that I take. Maybe it's also good to mention that we are in the second year of oh. the fashion and textile department because I think we've we never mentioned. Ma- <laughs> oh, we, we forgot no, to no. say that. So <laughs> maybe it's also good to mention the second year. So I think it's also the time when you have a lot of to explore in a way. At least that's how I felt in my second year. Maybe it's different to you, but um, there is still some time to actually uh, understand what are your main interests probably and like where you want to position yourself. Yeah how about in in fashion specialization for you Sophia? like do you also have any thoughts about on this creative process
2: well um i also like um <laughs> like the first semester my process was really i didn't even have a process and i think that's why i struggled so much when i first came here but then uh i started like learning more how you can actually like structure Your thoughts and your work, Um, but I think you shouldn't decide like on a definite process because as Yeva said it it always changes a little depending on like you grow and also the the uh, assignment you get Um, But usually for me, I think in our fashion group, we all start differently But um, I like to first maybe think about the assignment we uh, got from the teacher and then I don't know, I always start with the atmosphere so for some reason because mm-hmm. that sparks the most like ideas for me. And then the concept is like birthed from the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then o- um, obviously you do your uh, more theoretical research or that depends solely on your subject, I feel like, uh, or your concept. Because mm-hmm. um, m- a lot of people also work with more fictional concepts. So then you work on creating like your world or um and that's also something i've been doing a lot in the in the past like semesters um but now um we have to touch more upon reality so then (laughs) my process changes a little because then i need to do actual um in-depth like research Mm
0: -hmm. um and what is this research because it's also a bit of a you know
2: it's a broad term. Yeah. <laughs> it's a broad term, but like
0: like you do, I don't know, you do it mostly online in a way or sometimes you go to library or to some uh yeah, for me I do both. I mm-hmm. I start
1: of course firstly w- digitally just collecting images, maybe collecting articles, texts, anything that kind of connects to me and that kind of sets the base of what I want to do and then I can maybe look for books that uh, are in the same topic. Because of course, reading a book takes a bit longer than finding mm-hmm. your mm. uh, resources online. But then, yeah, research also is can be contacting people. It can be having conversations and yeah. reflecting on what you want to do and uh, yeah, writing down your thoughts. So it is very free. And I think everyone has a different way of researching.
2: Yeah. As long as it's like you document every little thought, like how it can be stupid, but just write everything down. Um, So, yeah. Cause it's like you make all these like jumps and stuff in your brain, but the teachers, they need to see all those little jumps that you make or the little changes that happens in your research. Like, Oh, you noticed something. Yeah, just that's why yeah. we
1: have visual diaries mm-hmm. which yeah. acti- actually like collecting all your research so you can always come back to what you've done what you've like written down collected and i think that's quite helpful if sometimes you get stuck within your own process and also it's, it's just easier for you to understand where you came from and where you are now within your work
2: yeah because it's so it can be months of working on the same project, which I think it's different in our department. We we have like one big project per semester almost, mm-hmm. but in, for example, photography, you have a lot of tiny projects. So then you ne- really need this visual diary and maybe that's why it's called diary, because you literally <laughs> put every little, yeah. if you find like a sticker on the road, you put it in the diary, like if it yeah. interests you. And uh, yeah, as you said, I think it's, it's nice because if you're stuck, you can go back. to the beginning of the book and then you see that there's so much um, valuable stuff still laying around in the book that you can then use like so you yeah
0: yeah it sounds like a very useful tool Um, actually I actually see uh, fashion students a lot running around (laughs) with just notebooks filled with glued images Mm -hmm. like like they're filled with pages yeah with images that's something uh, good to hear also like how to tackle bigger A longer project but with this longer project so in fashion you have this one big thing but is it the same in textile then yes
1: yes we we also have one like final project at the end but you just make samples throughout if it would be a small assignment or big assignment you always you keep on making samples Mm -hmm. after samples and then you kind of find maybe eventually what you want to produce at the end of the semester
2: yeah, because both fashion and textile is a very like um, time-consuming. Um, how do you say way of working? It's very like layered. You yeah,
1: it's a craft.
2: It's yeah, a it's like craft. we're literally making it with our hands, and we're researching and uh, reflecting. Um, so that's why yeah. it's a lot of trying out stuff yeah, and see what and works. Error. Yeah, trial and error, like. That's why we do samples, because can take maybe like 10 samples to arrive at exactly what you imagine yeah. the fabric should look like. Uh, yeah, of yeah. course,
1: also like it's up to the techniques and some take way yeah. longer. But because of our textile workshop, we have a few like machines that speed up the process, for example, like embroidery or like knitting machines and you can produce way faster and way easier and i think that's amazing that we have the opportunity to use all of them for our
0: projects
2: yeah
0: and um about for instance uh expectations uh, certain image you had in mind before you started studying at uh, here at royal academy of art did you have any um d- yeah exactly did you have any kind of an image in, in your head, how is it going to be? And then you arrive to the academy, you were admitted, you're here and it's you're in your, uh, almost at the end of your second year. And like, wh- what were you thinking before, back then, for instance?
1: I think for me, I, I felt like there will be almost guidance 24 seven and mm-hmm. that we're just going to learn all the crafts and reproduce them and make them. Um, but it wasn't really the case the study itself is very um, like you have to do everything almost alone and then you have your teachers for Mm -hmm. consulting uh, what you've done, what is your progress so uh, (laughs) (laughs) so 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 that yeah, those were my expectations that didn't really come out to be true but I think I was also expecting it to be like a very high class type of you know fashion Mm -hmm. department but not not really the case in the best way because everyone is extremely nice mm-hmm. and you feel welcome there. And yeah. yeah, everyone is like extremely helpful. And if you have questions, you can ask any teacher, any student and you will always find the answers. So
2: yeah, yeah. struggling is not, <laughs> not so bad. <laughs> yeah, I think, um yeah, as you said that, I also thought it would be more Like, I was surprised at how much we actually do on our own, like at home, in my bathroom. (laughs) I'm like (laughs) making samples (laughs) in my shower, you know, like crazy stuff. But um, maybe also like when you're not in this academy bubble, then you think that maybe the fashion department is like, uh, how do you say? Um, Like glamorous, like everyone Mm -hmm. is walking around like in heels and uh, just being <laughs> yeah the more s- how do you say stereotypical way <laughs> but s- actually when you're when you're like a fashion design student you're because it's such a hard work then people like show up in sweatpants because they're sitting on the floor like cutting <laughs> 10 meters of fabric like it's more um like hands-on than i thought maybe yeah. and um, down to earth yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's about
1: showing off. You're just here to study and that is all that you need to do. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, it was like now it's been almost, yeah, a few years since I moved here. But I was very nervous because um, I didn't feel comfortable speaking English, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what we talked about before, what really helped me was uh, I took the orientation course here at the Academy. Um, which is basically you get uh, introduced to all the departments it's like a crash course to the whole building Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's only um, for 11 Saturdays um, but it really helped me a lot also to get in I think because then you understand how you think at an art academy because it's very if you're from the outside it can be like a bit overwhelming because you don't know L- the inside scope, yeah. or yeah. When what uh, does it mean
0: to work in a workshop? <laughs> or like, yeah, what it does it mean to use p- particular certain machines or something? Yeah,
2: yeah, but and very much the whole, like it's the process, not the end result, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't uh-huh. mean that, like, you, there's this only one way. Because for me, I didn't take no. anything. Mm-hmm. I just dove my head straight in, <laughs> 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 hoping to get in. Actually, the first time I applied to KBK, I didn't get in. And this oh. is my second time. Okay. And But also not getting it gave me so much insight of how it all works. And I'm actually not that mad about it. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. yeah. So, second I- time worked for me
2: yeah i just meant if if you want some like no of course more that's prep, good
1: um yeah if you feel like you're unprepared that's yeah a really good yeah. thing to do
2: and but I, I also i wanted to get in on the first try because <laughs> <laughs> it was such a lengthy process of of applying yeah it's
1: quite wrecking yeah uh-huh. you really
2: show stamina to apply yeah. mm-hmm.
1: but because you're applying mm. it doesn't mean they have to be a professional uh, in textiles and in fashion yeah. like uh quite a lot of people didn't know how to even use a sewing machine or how to put in a sewing needle so you can be uh, you, you might like not have any skills and you might get in and you can have like all the skills and you might not get in so it's all about your i would say determination mm-hmm. and like your mm. passion and your vision's rather than your skills because you can always develop that within the four years that you're studying here
2: yeah that's that's so true and also one of the best things i think about uh, with this school or this uh department is what you say like you because skills everyone can learn skills but the like to have a ambition or that that little creative like um how do you say (laughs) Gene, no that you need to (laughs) actually um this inside um, force yeah something um, like your uh, passion your drive yeah the the drive like um Mm. because i was one of those that i didn't know how to sew i i had just graduated high school and i was like uh, so but that's also like the beauty of our group like we have a my friend he's uh He has been sewing for like 10 years (laughs) already. And then there's me that didn't know uh, a thing, but it works Mm -hmm. so well. Like you you can have those, how do you say, imbalances in the group. And it's
1: equals out eventually. I think we're all kind of at the same level, but also like it's up to you what you want to continue doing. So for textiles, you don't have to have like the amazing skills of Mm. like sewing. You can just do very uh, simple and easy, like uh, knitting samples, cro- crochet samples, and that is enough as well. Just need to have a good basis and good yeah. research,
2: because yeah. it's all about yeah the individual, like your your personal ideas and interests and um, yeah, because you matter, yeah. not
1: the skills. Y- anyone can get the skills, as yeah. you said. Exactly, um, it's
0: skills are also tools. It's it's like like skills and tools in a way. It's more the way um it's more about how you use them yeah. rather uh, rather than what you actually know in a way i have the feeling like because as you already said everyone is so individual and everyone has their own practice and approach that it's more about this finding your own way uh and and school is here to help you uh more like you have guidance you have t- tutors even though there is like you still have a lot of freedom for that right That's at least yeah. how i very often uh, think about it here but also maybe it's good to say that your your department is also pretty small in a way uh, I would say, in compared to other yeah. departments, how many people <laughs> you have in class
2: well w- we're ten people in fashion in fashion, yeah um, and
1: we are six at the moment, but one girl has left to an exchange, so mm. we are seven in total, yeah. But it's still, yeah, it's it's quite tiny. It's quite tiny
0: when you think about yeah. that. Yeah.
1: But I think that's also our like advantage in comparison to other courses because mm-hmm. we get we can get really personal and we can really have a lot of time uh, for us with the teacher and I think that that is one of the best things. Yeah. That w- there's not a lot of us.
2: Yeah, and it's so necessary because, um, yeah, otherwise. Yeah, because there's so many steps all the time in the process. So you need the uh, how do you say consultation mm-hmm. with your with your teachers. Yeah, that s- makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's wow. Oh, that's uh, uh, I must say it was uh, great to hear all of that, and uh, I have really amazing uh, speakers today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And arriving slowly to the conclusion, um, we are all here internationals, and The Hague is a maybe for some people also a new place to be? And how do you find yourself in The Hague? Do you have any favorite spots to recommend to go? Um, what does it mean to you to live in The Hague?
1: Uh, for <laughs> me, <laughs> <laughs> The Hague kind of reminds me of my hometown okay. because I also uh, I lived next to a beach. So the beach is one of the most important places for me. So mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that is the best thing about being here. And it's like a place that is always attracting me. and I feel like, yeah, it's another wind city where you always feel a bit of salt coming onto your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: so, yeah. Yeah, it's been a bit strange for us because there was a lot of lockdown going on, like mm-hmm. when we moved here and everything was closed and stuff. But yeah, when I first came here, I noticed how like beautiful the Hague is and um, how like quaint it lives for mm. um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, what to say <laughs> I think The Hague
1: looks quite intimidating at the beginning because of the city centre, mm-hmm. but it's so much more outside of it, like you can really find amazing and beautiful places and cozy uh, and yeah, just yeah. the few like big uh buildings are not the hague that yeah i I think I got to feel and
2: understand. hmm No, it's more like the the back corners or the yeah, the outskirts and yeah. everything
1: else that is not the The centre. older parts, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You um. really
1: feel that y-
0: you're living here. Mhm. So it's uh, the advice is to go outside of the center and explore. For sure. Of
1: course. Yeah. But I think it applies almost to everywhere.
0: Yeah. But
2: for here that is yeah for sure always avoid the tourist (laughs) traps (laughs) 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 that's
0: true that's for sure okay uh well that was sofia and Yeva, second year fashion and textile department uh so yeah thank you thank you that was a really amazing talk i learned a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) also so um yeah thank you very much thank you for having
2: us yeah thank you (laughs)